1: Took what he learned, recovering from an injury and years in the ring, and created DDP Yoga.
0: Working out combined with the eating habits, it was a huge difference. I felt so much better. A
1: lot of fun for me because I never used to be able to be active. Now I'm I'm, I'm on the floor, I'm rolling around. It's pretty cool. More than importantly, I just want to be alive. I'm down about 110 pounds. (laughs) DDP Yoga can work for anyone.
2: DDP DDP DDP. Radio. Well, hello, my fellow DDPY warriors. I don't know if anyone can hear me, so before I do an intro, (laughs) uh, Crystal, you got me? Yes. Yep. Okay, there we go. I was having a little... Apparently, these microphones don't work unless you plug them in, so good to know for next time. But anyways... (laughs) Welcome to another episode (laughs) of DDP Radio Live right here at ddpradio.com. It is me, Michael D. Mullins, here for DDP Radio. I am broadcasting live from the DDP Radio Megaplex in beautiful DDP Radio, North Carolina. We have the whole town. We just bought the damn town. So uh, now that i got the key to the city, I can go anywhere I want, but still, anywhere... I want to be is here tonight, DDP Radio Live, so I shove that key in the city into the front door of the Megaplex, and it opens up the golden elevator that goes all the way to the stars, and it takes me all the way up, past the cafeteria, past the marketing department, past Mike Mullen's uh, trophy room, where I've got all the pictures of myself and my abs all over the wall, and all the way up to the roof, and on top of that roof, there's a signal. It's a signal that is not owned by any other media corporation not owned by any TV studio and it blasts a straight line all the way up to the top of the mountain on top of the mountain on top of the mountain on top of Mount Ontario that doesn't exist. And on top of that mountain is Crystal Stewart's house and it shines a light into the dungeon where she keeps all her quotes and all of it illuminates. And there, sitting in the corner on her throne, getting ready to broadcast live is my partner in crime. The one, the only, the Canadian quote master herself, Crystal Stewart and sparks fly. And her microphone turns on, and
1: Crystal Stewart, bestow us with some wisdom. Boy, doesn't that intro just leave you warm and fuzzy. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I, I
2: I think every week you say to me, can your intro get any more ridiculous? And by God,
1: I said yes. Yes, yes, I do. <laughs> uh, well, how are you, my friends?
2: We were off last week. We had a little bit of a scheduling issue. Uh, Pat McDermott yes. was supposed to be with us, but uh, I think he, I think he probably abandoned us to go watch AEW. But uh, no, I'm just kidding. He had a he had a family situation going on and, and couldn't be with us, so we had to uh, pull an audible last minute and, and reschedule the show. But we yep. were off last week. That means we're bringing extra energy. We're bringing extra fun, extra focus to this week's show, and it's going to be a really fun time.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was, it was, I was really looking forward to talking to Pat. And, you know, stuff happens on the fly. You've got to adapt, and which we did. Um, And we did rebook him. Um, So now we are effectively booking into March and April. So yeah, I mean, lots of room to get him in. So uh, yeah, I look forward to talking to him.
2: No, 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 he's dead to me. He canceled on me last minute, so he can go watch his AEW, and he's dead to me. Sorry, Pat. No comment. <laughs> <kidding>. No comment. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I I I love Pat. He's he's such a good dude, and he's fun to talk to. And uh, him and I always have uh, some really fun wrestling conversations. So. Always down to tack to uh, down to talk to uh, McD- McDreamy McDermott himself, so that should be fun yeah. Uh, yeah. but from what I understand, we got uh, enough about next week, enough about April and path coming down we got a hell of a show tonight uh, from what I hear we'll uh, you dug deep into the DDPY community and you are like you are like uh, the savant when it comes to picking awesome guests for the show because there 's so many people inspiring people in the DDPY community. And there's only one show a week. We've got one Warrior a week to pull. So you're always awesome at going in there and finding a, a compelling, awesome, fun story, inspiring story to tell on DDPY. And that's what we do here. We share stories. We share success stories. We share struggles uh, and everything in between. And uh, I've got faith in you, Crystal. There's no overseeing oh. your department. You're the head of the department. You're the head of the guest department because you always have to go out there and, and uh, pick a killer guest for us. And uh, we always have incredible stories to share. And so many people are are inspired by these stories. I get the messages that you forward me. I'm not as active on social media, but you always send me these messages and it blows me away how people can hear someone's story and it really just touches them and changes them and uh, really inspires them. So uh, I'm guessing that you've got another awesome story for us tonight. So why don't you go ahead and intro our guest? Uh, You do all the hard work. You can do the intro. Uh, for our uh, oh, well. our, uh, our guest tonight.
1: <laughs> well, you know what? Before I even do that, um, we very well may may need to do some renovations at the megaplex to get my head in the door. Just saying, just saying. <laughs> um, so tonight's guest is um my friend Kayla Barkley, and again, I mean, what do you say about all these people that we? hear about and read about an amazing story and one that is one that will breed um with a little bit of effort she just proves that anything can happen and you can change the situation that you're in regardless of how stuck you think you are and i mean it doesn't get any better than that and i'm inspired by her story and i think She's an incredible um, success story on so many levels, and I mean, this is why she stuck out to me. It's not just about the weight loss. It's about the attitude change and the lifestyle change and, you know, just her I can do this can change, and I mean, it's amazing. It's amazing to sit and watch someone go through everything that is just more about becoming a better human than becoming a different size. And I'm really excited to talk to her. So please welcome my friend, Kayla.
0: Hello, can you hear me? Yes.
1: Hi.
0: I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. How are y'all?
1: Oh Uh I love that you say y'all.
0: <laughs> i am a texan through and through that is that is for sure
1: yeah true story uh first things first can i just
2: say you have a really good radio voice like you said you you project really well and uh, someone who's loud and projecting like i when i have somebody listening to the show you know a lot of people we have on the show are, are like quiet and it's really nice to have like a projecting you, you have a really nice radio voice you should go into radio <laughs>
0: Thank you. Maybe maybe it one day. I never thought about radio, but that would be exciting. Yeah. Honestly, I'm a customer service agent, so uh, talking to someone is um, no shy thing for me. Um, most, you know, they say that like that average words per minute. I probably triple that daily, so it's just like a <laughs> <laughs> <I> talk.
2: <laughs> and you, you're really good at pretending you like people because customer service, you have to be like that. So radio, it's like it's the same deal. You got to be up all the time. Right. And, you know, <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, that's, that's, that's cool. Um, without uh, any further ado, uh, you know, we always, uh, when we have a warrior of the week on, we, uh, we don't have any standard questions. We don't have any format, but we have one question to kick it off. And to be a warrior, every superhero has its origin story. And usually somebody who's come into DBTY has come in for one reason or another. And what was it that brought you through the door? What were the circumstances in your life that you thought this would be a great, uh, start and, uh, uh, and what made you, uh, you know, take that initial leap?
0: Absolutely. Well, it took me – I started my weight loss journey a little before I started DDPY officially. I, I, I had it just set in my mind that I had to get my diet and my health right. So it took me a little bit to get to where I was like I'm going to work out. So um, I guess, like, when it all began, um, first off, like, my mom passed away, This and she died on New Year's Eve. And that was kind of where it started with my depression. She was the glue to my family. Um, And I drank heavy, like about four to five years in, I was drinking two of the big barefoot bottles of wine a night, the big ones. I could put those away. I mean, I was drinking a lot. And then I, I mean, I completely, it was just, I mean, I gained so much weight over that eight-year process that, I mean, I was, um, we had spent the whole summer of 2020 at the lake because that was the only thing we could do around here in small town, Texas. And, um, I was drinking like seltzers. I made an excuse that it was a healthy option, you know, and I'm type one diabetic first of all. So that's like where everything lies for me was, you know, my diabetes. And, um, so, so let's jump to September 3rd, 2020. This is my origin, like where it began, um, I was just feeling terrible for about three weeks. I was just having all bad diabetes side effects, my kidneys, my I had a UTI. I was having gastroenteritis flare-ups, which is very similar to um, the irritable bowel syndrome kind of situation, so very painful, lots of grossness coming out of, you know, areas we don't want to talk about. And, I mean, it was just rough on my eyes, my vision, my glasses that I had been wearing for five years. I couldn't see out of anymore. I mean, my friends were worried about me. My husband was like, you've got to get yourself healthy. Like, this is ridiculous. You're sick. And I weighed, I mean, probably right at 260 pounds. Um, so, So this day I decided, what's my blood sugar? You know, like I hadn't checked it in a while. And... I couldn't even find a blood sugar kit. So I was like, let's go to Walmart. And my first blood sugar right off the bat was
1: 535. Whoa. And
0: I, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And so I was like, oh my Lanta, like, what am I doing? Like this was the minute I realized I was killing myself. I was dying. And so not everyone gets that moment. Not everyone feels that. And I understand people, it took me the one, my favorite, favorite, favorite thing about DDPY in the community is that we all, have that same story of failure and trying again and we tried again and we failed and we disappointed everybody else in our life and we tried again and we failed and then we finally find success and and yes ddpy has kicked in my second half of my success and that's where i'm at today with it but but that's my favorite thing is is coming to this community of everyone has some are worse than mine some are better than mine but we all found success in a similar way And so, but finally it just became my, it hit me where I thought I was dying. So I'm like, I've got a husband and two kids that I need to live for and myself. And so it became instantly about health. Like I didn't even weigh in, I didn't measure, I didn't, I did all the bad stuff. Like I see everyone's videos and I'm like, I don't have that because I had failed so many times that I just, I I looked at my husband sometimes and I, I could almost see, not that he did look at me, but I felt. That he was like, oh, okay, it's fine, you'll fail again, no big deal. You know, not that he said those things or looked at me, but I felt that because I was a failure in moments of trying again and failing. So, anyway, um, three weeks into my journey after the 30th, on September 17th, I looked into intermittent fasting, and that was where it was. The next day was the first time in three weeks my blood sugar hit 117 for the first time uh, under 200 in three weeks since I started keto and that was kind of where it was at I I mean I was you can ask my friends I was getting up to like 26 hours a day or like not you know plus 24 plus a day you know so um high fasting a lot of water um I at least say go go 16:8. I was I was pushing it a little high at times but I did at least do 16 and 8 almost on a daily basis and now I'm around 14 and 6 just because I don't fast near as much since I work out quite a bit more um but I mean, if you're really wanting to cut the weight, don't eat after eight, don't eat before noon, drink a lot of water. It's not going to kill you. It's probably the best thing you can do for yourself. Um, and I, I believe in that. So I, I, like I said, I wanted to lose the weight first. I get to um, November and I found the DDPY program um, and I, I like downloaded it in and I was like, all right, cool. And then I didn't do anything. And then in March I was, or in January, I was like, all right, yeah, it's time. I'm going to take my pictures. And then, I didn't really do anything. And then in March, I was like, I've lost 50 pounds. It's time to get to work. So I don't know why I just had 50 pounds in my head. Um, But, man, as soon as I started the program, even losing 50 pounds, my left hip was so bad. It hurt. I mean, I had my weight gain had done some damage to me for sure. And um, within two months, I couldn't even feel any pain whatsoever. Um, For the month of July – I didn't do DDPY, but one time because I had started running and I love running too. And so I was really trying to hit some running goals. And then in August, I was like, man, I need both. Like I cannot run anymore without doing my, my DDPY. I have to have it. And so um, then things got busy. Uh, in September, I did, my mom died of pancreatic cancer. I didn't mention that. Um, in September, I did a pancreatic cancer challenge 20 push-ups a day and I ended up hitting a thousand push-ups for the entire month of September and I would never have done that had I not had, had DDPY behind me because there is no way I started out doing you know half and half like trying to do modified push-ups and by the end of it I could do 60 push-ups in a day without being modified at all um, so it was, it was an awesome month. I was getting people and doing it with me, my kids, my husband, I went up to the high school one night and we had a bonfire and the whole football team did push ups with me. It was really cool. Um, I ran several five Ks, so kind of where we're at, I really want to become a level two instructor, but I think I should start with level one. So I'm in the process of working up to that a total I've lost 102 pounds and I am, not looking back i mean i'm excited for my future i want to run a marathon that's one of one of my goals uh but it's a big one so i'm trying to push to to get to that many miles um but yeah that's kind of where i'm at any 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 other questions wow. anything else you'd like to know
1: <laughs> I nope, fast that's that's good night it we'll, we'll see you
2: guys we'll see you guys next week no. That's,
1: no. <laughs> I know
2: that's that's <laughs> awesome. I mean, I love I love your great uh, storytelling too. You, you you went through the gauntlet and and uh, you know gave us a great recap. But I'm going to start picking <laughs> it apart now and, and ask you some details because yes, that was that was an awesome little little uh, recap there. But that's amazing. First of all, congratulations. I, I love that. That's such an incredible you know story. Um, and you know it's so relatable. You know I've, I've sat here and talked to hundreds of people here on DDPY. And so many people have just gone through it so many times and let themselves down. And so many times that almost when you kind of give up that like pressure, no, no, I don't want to say give up, but when you really just kind of, you're just, you're just doing it and not focusing on the finish line or what I have to do. You just start making the motions. That's when things start to click for you. I always find that when my healthy like lifestyle mm-hmm if I'm thinking I'm thinking sometimes I overthink things to the point where I will, you know, just completely throw myself off track. And if I just just focus on the meal ahead of me or the workout ahead of me, it it works better for me. I I can be obsessive over planner. And I've seen so many people go through that. And I think that's amazing uh, that you are able to, you know, it's defeating to quote unquote fail that many times. And it's always the one around the corner. That's going to be the next one and the next one and the next one. And the fact that you kept going that's that's not failure the fact that you kept trying that's failure i think that's where people uh kind of fall off that defeatist attitude but i'm so glad you were able to get back into it and just focus on it grief is a really hard thing to kind of navigate with uh especially when you're trying to be healthy and lose weight because your instincts are just to kind of find the comfortable unhealthy things to focus on um and i find that people when they're dealing with severe grief it can either two ways. You can either just bottom you out and just like just completely just throw you off track or it kind of puts people into a focus and puts people into a, a motivation and I feel like after the initial part you were able to kind of click on you know some kind of focus and uh, you know work your way through it with all the amazing uh, things you've done.
0: That's right yeah I mean and that's the hardest part. A lot of people have asked me well like how are you sticking to it? I'm like I have literally felt like I was dying. That's what I'm telling people. Like, I don't know how else to put it to you. I think that that's it. I felt that like people feel that and they're like, Oh, or people feel that. And they're like, Oh, well I'm dying. I guess I might as well continue fighting to die. You know, it's either one or the other. Um, so I guess I, it, it's just one of those, that's where it clicked. And so it's really hard to, because I couldn't let myself obsess because, or like go all in, jump head first, notebook, everything, track everything. Cause if I got off one time, that's when I would fail. So what I said from the very beginning is I would a find a way to make every health hit craving I had healthy. Um, and I did, I mean, I battered chicken fried steaks and uh, almond flour. I made homemade gravy with all recipes I've made. If I crave chocolate, I make chocolate cake in a mugs with cocoa powder and coconut flour and an egg. I mean, stevia, I I'm very, i aware of what I'm putting into my body. And there are times where I'm like, Oh, cool. A Hershey's kiss, but I don't do that very often. You know I mean? I, I try to 100% keep away from those kind of things. I'm intentional with what I buy into my home and you know, and that's one thing you have to be intentional. Um, so many of the so many of the success stories already are my biggest inspirations. Tina and Stephanie and Caitlin and um, everybody, all of them, I can name so many of them. They have been my biggest inspirations as far as just their mottos of of Tina's just d- do it anyway. Um, you know, as far as that, I mean, I love I love that. So I've taken so much of what they have brought in um, to my life to help me to motivate me. And I mean it's just it's the fantastic thing is you just have to find um the best thing for you, eat what's best for you, find the best eating plan for you don't not everybody is the same, not everybody can eat the same um, but we can have stuff that's going to fulfill our cravings, and that's what I had to do was yeah find those things I mean and and I did I just I could not I didn't eat after like 6 p.m. most of the time though so if I didn't eat after 6 I just didn't eat till the next day um the funny thing is my goal all along was to weigh less than my husband and he was always a skinny guy he's been in like a 32 pants which probably like a 30 really his whole life and he um we went to the doctor one day and I was fixing to weigh less than him and he had lost 29 pounds and I was so, I yelled. I was like, are you kidding me? You know, my husband is now 155. And I was like right there, like 180. I hadn't quite got there yet. And I was like, no, this is so sad. My goal was to weigh less than you. And, but he he would follow him with me. I mean, um, one of the things, I mean, this this is kind of a hard part, a little bit of a a downer. Like I had to get on a level with my entire family. I got on a level with my son. He started cooking dinners for me. He's, I told him, I was like, look, I'm not going to be eating dinner. It's going to be on you. He's 14 years old. I was like, so I'm putting a little pressure on you. You got to cook. If you want to eat something, I ain't cooking it for you. I'm not going to be stuck in that kitchen wanting to eat when I'm trying not to, you know? And so I got on a level with my nine-year-old. I was like, baby, look, mama's a diabetic. I'm killing myself. We have to make sure you got to be my support system. I said I built my support system from the ground up. I told my family, in some other words, that you will support me and we are going to get through this. And it was hard for a little while because Mama wasn't cooking. I was not in the kitchen. I mean, I, it, it, it was a fun process for the family, I guess, a learning process. My kids are really good in the kitchen.
2: <laughs> no, I, I was going to say that's an underrated like, tool to give to your kids, too, to learn how to cook for themselves. You know, I think that's a, that's a pretty awesome thing to do, too. Um, you know, you talked about, uh, you know, earlier you, uh, would go and be meticulous in the grocery store. You'd pick out things and that's a lot of work and people looking for an easy way out. There is no such thing as an easy way out. I tell people this all the time because I get modes where eating healthy and just becomes complicated. It's so easy to grab something or order something. Eating healthy is kind of a pain sometimes. You know, you got to go to the store, you got to make sure all, you know, everything's healthy and then you got to cook it. But then when you kind of weigh it against, I, I'm looking for convenience. I just want it to be easy and I just want it to taste good and stuff. But in the meantime, you're making your life so much uh, less easy, you know, being how I was at least, you know, cooking is hard, but you know what else is hard now when I gain on my weight, standing, sitting, walking up the stairs, walking down the streets, getting up, getting in the shower, get dressed. You trade all of this quote unquote hard things for, you know, eating healthier or, or cooking healthier or, or shopping, you know, the trade-off is I realized that I was working so hard to stay miserable. <laughs> and then your excuses, okay. well, it's hard to eat healthy and put the effort in. It's you're, It's way harder, you know, living the way I was living. And it seems like you were kind of faced with that too for a while. And now Absolutely. that you've kind of redirected the effort elsewhere, I'm sure now you can't imagine looking back to kind of, you know, stay where you were.
0: Yeah, no, you are exactly right. I I would I I look back at that and I'm just like, oh, you know. I'll look at I look at the ingredients and stuff and I'm just like, ugh, you know. And I make that noise in the store and I'll put something back and I'm like an angry um, Neanderthal, you know, just like in the store looking at stuff like, golly, so many and and so many things are labeled keto or so many things are labeled this and it's just like, okay, well, why is this ingredient in there? You know, like I can't have that or, but it's. It it becomes it does become a, a chore. So I I tried to make it easy. Like my my favorite things were, um, what do we call them? The charcuterie boards. <laughs> but I made my own little single plates. Um, I would just throw together. I always kept pepperoni, cheese, spinach leaves. Those would be my crackers. I didn't do crackers or try to replace a cracker. I just would roll that little meat and cheese up in a spinach leaf or get some tomatoes, some sliced avocado. I always had those kind of things on hand if anything else um, do the chaffles those things are delicious get you a mini maker a mini waffle maker sorry um, I mean there's there's so many things that we can do that it became like you said like it it's so easy to just grab the easy thing or grab the thing okay well you go to Murphy's guess what Murphy's has blocks of cheap you don't have to get chips you don't have to get cookie I mean this is outside of Walmart everyone knows what a Murphy is right like a convenience no. store. Anyway, okay. <laughs> a convenience store, but I mean, they have things. You can get beef jerky, you can get cheese, you can get pork fins. There are so many things you can grab on the fly that are not um, bad for you. But, um, yeah, it's just, it's about choosing. And, and that's why I said, now it's so easy. Like, I don't even go to those unhealthy things. Like, I, I, I walk by them like they don't exist. Like, I'm like, oh, okay, cool, there's the things I go to. I know what I can have when I do go to a convenience store. Um, it's so funny because my husband, he – He'll go to the store in the evening and he'll come back and he'll be like, "I got you some things." It'll be like some black olives, some green olives, maybe like a block of cheese. You know, I'm like, "Thank you." He thinks about me in that way, and I I couldn't have a better husband that wants to go and make sure that I have a snack when he comes. He, he goes to get himself an ice cream. You know, he's like, "I wasn't sure what you'd want," so he, you know, sometimes <laughs> there's like six or seven things in the bag, and I love that. So, um, one of my favorite. That's things. awesome. <laughs> Yeah. No,
2: having a supportive spouse is such a key component, you know, in a supportive family. It really
0: is. It's a game changer. So you're lucky,
2: you're lucky you've are lucky got a supportive family that wants to see you doing well.
0: 100%. It breaks my heart to see some posts on the Facebook about about how their families are not supportive or they're going through different. And I'm just like, oh, man, no. I, I wouldn't have made it if my family would have been like, nope. <laughs> We're not going to support you at all. You know, I, would, I wouldn't have. I mean, it just – but it – um It definitely makes a difference, that's for sure. I mean, I, I, like I said, I got down on my family's level, and I was just like, we're doing this. You're supporting me. I'm not failing this time. You're not going to let me fail. I'm not going to let me fail. We're holding me accountable. I'm holding me accountable. Like, that's all I just kept saying was just, I mean, and then then one of my good friends, she's got it way worse than I do. She's got um, a brain tumor. We're not going to get into all that. She just told me health is wealth. Just make sure that's, been, that's stuck with me ever since. I've hashtagged that health is wealth. It's my favorite thing. As soon as I started putting water in my body, I got rid of soda. I only drank co- black coffee with stevia and water for probably 10 months. And then I started adding in the body armor light. I don't know if y'all drink those, but they're my favorite now. So I drink those along with my water and my coffee. But other than, I mean, I just, I cut it all off. I, I made sure I just couldn't. I had to cut off all the bad stuff. It just but that can be a hard process. I understand. What are you going to, what are you going to replace with your coffee creamer or you just got to get rid of it. It, I guess. Is, it
2: is a tough yeah. process, but you know, especially, you know, talking about a friend with, you know, going through that uh, cancer and stuff, if like, I'm sure if they had the opportunity to change their diet to stay here another 10, 20 years, they would. So you have to owe, you owe yourself, you know, it's kind of insulting to like, take that for granted. I, I find that when you're talking about people who would do anything to stay and be healthy, and you're just going to throw Absolutely. it all away like that. Like we have the ability to like to change our lives and make our lives better. And that ability is a lot of people would kill for. So
0: you got to take that uh, seriously. Absolutely. And I mean, with me, you know, it's I've had I've got friends that I'm like, "Oh, you know, they're like, oh, we would hate to be type 1 diabetic. I couldn't do it. I couldn't survive." And I'm like, "I'd hate to have what you've got going on." Or I, you know, we've all got situations of somebody's story is worse or better or different or but we're all we're all in a struggle we're all in a battle we're all in a fight for our lives so that's definitely you know we can either choose to to fight or you know some people choose to just enjoy it but at the end like you said you end up feeling miserable and you know what what's it worth getting to that unhealthy level you know of just misery and going wow I mean I could have saved myself a long time ago
1: Right, and I mean, it, it just goes through, I've been sitting back and listening to this, and it, I think one of the biggest takeaway points from your story, and getting to read up and research you, is that I think one of the biggest takeaways for me was that your story is very rich in um, failure isn't fatal. Right. I mean, you just get up and you try and you keep going and you do what you've got to do. And I mean, I think, I mean, it's a testament to how amazing you are is because you just weren't willing to take no for an answer. And that's amazing.
0: Thank you. Yeah, no, I'm once I decided that fight was there, it was it was all or nothing. There was no change in my mind or going back. I even had, you know, like the questions of, Oh, come on, you're not going to eat this or, Oh, you know, it's just like, Nope. You know, I'm like, I I'm done. (laughs) Like that part of me is gone, you know? And every now and then I'd be like, let me try one shell and cheese, you know, like from (laughs) someone's plate. (laughs) I'm like, and I I would just hate it. I hated it immediately. Like the minute that I stopped eating the junk or the crap, you know, that's what I would call it. That's junk. I I don't put junk in my body anymore. Um the minute I stopped eating it, I instantly I it, it just I asked I asked God to take that that taste away, the the taste of the unhealthy. I I said you have to leave that from my body. I don't want that in in me anymore. And so it, I mean it, that's just the main thing that I was like, God, if you're going to help me with anything, be rid the taste of the junk I don't want sugar I don't want fried foods I don't want to crave it and that's like the hardest part is you're going to crave those things you're going to miss them so when I crave like I said chicken fried steak I'd I'd make it I fried it in avocado oil but it 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 is a process it's an addiction overeating I mean you have to beat those things you've got to get your mindset right the other thing I said was change your mind change your life Um, so I've been saying that the whole time is I I just I had to make the decision and it was the best decision I ever made. And so whenever, anyway, DPY started, um, it was just basically just all in. I I was really into the testimonies for the first few months and then getting to start my own. Um, Being an inspiration, quote, unquote, is a scary thing. Um, Like I talked about a failure, um, I think the hardest part, I hit a a snag in the the middle um, of really high anxiety. I was like, oh my gosh, this is not about me anymore. This is not about my family. I'd already lost 60 pounds, you know, but at the same time, you get those feelings. I was like, I have so many more people that I would let down now if I failed, you know, so like all of a sudden I had this freak out moment. I was just like, it was around in the middle of June and July. I kind of, it was the summertime. I don't know why I was going through it now, but I remember thinking. It was just freaking out, like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, what if I fail now? I have hundreds of people calling me an inspiration. Like, people are telling me they're they're motivated by me. Like, that's a scary thing to hear when you've never heard that or you're not expecting it or I was losing this weight for my health not to be an inspiration. You know, like, I wasn't doing it for those purposes, and it just it became so much more than I ever expected it to be.
1: Right. And, I mean, I think it's really important to say, Kayla, That when I was in Georgia and flying back to Toronto, there was this saying that kind of popped into my head. And it was, DDPY is not about the size of your ass. It's about getting your head out of it. (laughs) So don't overthink it. Don't overthink it. I mean, part of being a great success is falling sometimes. I can't tell you how many times I've fallen flat on my face and I realized that you know what <laughs> my basement has down has a downstairs it just keeps going I I have fallen so many times that I wasn't sure that getting up was possible but you know what staying down is never an option so is getting up
2: absolutely and you know it that the um when people in the community look to you for an inspiration i know Crystal can attest to this and i can attest to this it can sometimes be a, a dangerous edge to be on because it's always important yeah. to realize that they find, most people are inspired by people who they can see themselves in, people who they can relate to somebody's like mm-hmm. me and i and i relate to that person and they're having success and it's important to realize that the success comes from you know, being human too. And and, and stumbles in in, in situations, you know, will happen. And it's important to realize that like, some people when they find themselves in the role of inspiration, when they get that struggle or stumble, which will come at times here and there, no matter what your journey is, um, it's important to realize that you're part of the community to, to reach out to, to reach out to people to help a lot of people when they find themselves like you're an inspiration to me when they struggle, their instinct is to disappear because they don't want to let people down. But all those people who you're inspiring are also there for you too to reach out to. And that's always an important thing to realize that, you know, just because someone looks up to you doesn't mean they don't expect you to be human and and need to reach out at times too. Right. I agree. Right. So, you know, that's, that's, it's a, so yeah, absolutely. Um, but what I was going to say, uh, I forget what I was going to say. <laughs> no, I was. Uh, <laughs> so when you when you first uh, took the uh, the jump, and you went pretty much all in at first. You went. Did you kind of go cold turkey, kind of switching your diet, or was it something that you kind of uh, you know eased into, or kind of felt your way through?
0: Um, I went cold turkey on September third. Wow. Yeah, cold turkey, and that's when instantly I was just like, nope, okay, and even, like, the next day, I remember we were at the lake, and, um, (laughs) like, we went to Walmart to get me a blood sugar kit before we went to the lake, and uh, I I remember the next morning, um, they were like, let's get donuts for breakfast, and I was like, did y'all literally not hear me last night? Like, I remember yelling, (laughs) like, I am not today and I would have I would have eaten the donut like the night before if I hadn't got my blood sugar kit if I hadn't done that I would have so had that donut not even take care and taken whatever insulin I thought I needed to take and been done I mean and and that's the that's that's the person that it would have been you know I mean it, and I know I just remember that it was just instant it was very like this is it this is the change it flipped my mind and like I don't know if it was just that thought I felt like because some people don't they do, they either A, get it, or they just B, finally look at themselves, and they are sick and tired of the way they look, or, you know, everyone's, that, like, flip can be different, and I guess mine had to be that, I mean, because all this stuff at one time hitting me, feeling just like my whole body was shutting down, like I had the flu on top of, you know, everything, it was just, the it was the moment that I felt like God was like, this is it, girl, you know, like, come on, wake up, and so, uh, that was it, I mean, it, Thank God. That's all I've said every day. No, Um, that's –
2: I mean – and when you – that's flip switch and and you started with a DDPY, did you – where did you start workout-wise? Did you start from, you know, the the lighter workouts and move your way in or or were you comfortable?
0: So with DDPY, I started at the beginning. I did a very – the beginning – I only did, like, the energy and the ones a couple times because, like, I'm not, I'm not a monotony person. I want to change it up. Give me every workout I can try to do. Um, I would even go into more advanced and, DD and, and kind of adding them in and just modify. Now, um, my catcher was very bad. I couldn't do catcher well for a while um, due to my hip was really bad. I could not go into um, a twisted lunge on the left. Uh, for a while that one was pretty rough due to my hip injury Um, so there was a lot of modifications in the very beginning but but still just feeling good was right away right I mean right off the bat even just my back I mean because I sit I do customer service work from home I sit in a chair all day and so getting out of that and I, I heard DDP say it in like the first workout you know, get in, get out of that chair pose, you know, get out of, you know, so we were doing cat arts, and I was like, yes, you know, so I just remember, like, thinking it, yes, I need this every day, I sit in this chair, I need this daily, and so it kind of became daily, and then I tried doing other things, like jazzercise and stuff, and it's just kind of like, it was all right, it was fun, don't get me wrong, I'm all right with that, but I I wasn't a big into it, I really wanted to go back to my mat, <laughs> I wanted to go back to DDPY, and um, that was, it was Pretty much where it was at. I I instantly fell in love with Christina's workouts on the app, and um, now I went through the whole. I did not get a heart monitor until Christmas. Um, so I've done sixty-two thousand points without a heart monitor. Very angry, realizing now how many points that I can receive with a heart monitor. I was like, dang, I would have already been to a hundred thousand plus by now, you know. <laughs> so like, get your heart monitor. Me. Wow! I was uh, I was a little I just didn't you know didn't get it didn't have it and now that I have it I'm like oh man I don't think I've been pushing myself as hard as I could have been for the last eight months so um, yeah that's
2: that's a great it's a great gauge it's it's I, I love that uh, you know instant access to like you know it's almost like you can kind of you know pump the brakes or or put on the accelerator as you feel fit and it's a really great uh, game changer for the workouts
0: absolutely I fell in love with it just after the first day. And the funny thing is, like, I bought watches. Well, my daughter's watch works on my, um, the DDPY app, not mine. And so every, every day I'm like, "Uh, hey, little sir, her name's Lillian. And I was like, little sir, I'm like, "Uh, it's time for mommy to have your watch. So I do my workout and then I give it back to her. But I, um, I was, I did, got a good uh, promotion at work and they gifted me some an Amazon gift card the other day, and so I ordered me a strap. So was, I've got me a better one coming. <laughs> oh,
2: enough. that's awesome! That's awesome. Now, with you know, with you being diabetic, um, I, I don't really know the difference in, between type one and type two, but. I know, you know, my dad was a, a diabetic for the past, you know, the last 20 years of his life, and he was one of those people that never felt good but then never would kind of get his diet in check at the same time, and it was like, you know, if you don't eat all those brownies, you probably feel better, but, you know, he was one of those guys. who was <laughs> yeah, addicted to food. Are mm-hmm. are you, like, are you, with it being a diabetic, are you able to kind of listen to your body more and understand how you're feeling and what foods cause you to feel certain ways? Because I think that that's probably – you know, something a diabetic has to kind of work their way around. You understand your body more than maybe some people and how certain things react to
0: it. For sure. And I mean, diabetes can be a whole uh, episode in itself. So just keeping it brief, type one diabetes is um, insulin dependent. Type two is insulin resistant. So I depend on a daily basis on my insulin. I will never go without it. So I have reduced my insulin intake drastically. I was taken um, 40 units of a long-acting and probably roughly around 120 units a day of a short-acting insulin. I've dropped back down to about 26 units on my long-acting, and I don't take more than about 25 units a day on my short-acting, and that's just to keep my blood sugar down. I, you, I don't have an insulin pump. Um, I don't have a continuous glucose monitor. I finger stick about 10 times a day now. Um so it, it type, type two diabetes, while it can be, it's generally, I'm going to be honest, type two ends up worse than type one for the people that don't take care of themselves because they're so set in their ways that by the time they don't want to change their diet, they end up with that high blood sugar, they end up losing their eyes and their limbs. It's type two diabetics that usually end up losing eyes and limbs and things like that versus the type ones. Um, now, Type 1s can definitely get there. We just live a lot longer with it from childhood, Um, generally. I was diagnosed on the day after my 13th birthday, last March. My birthday is March 14th, and on March 15th, um, this last year was my 20-year diabetes anniversary, so I have lived with it a long time, Um, mostly an unhealthy diabetic life up until the last two years. Uh, So (laughs) while I know I added years to my life, I have we're and wondered if I've still, you know, done damage long term. There is always the possibility but we're not gonna think those negative thoughts.
1: <laughs> so
0: But it yeah, no, it, it is quite different. But as far as as far as uh knowing what I'm feeling now, I'm way more aware. I'm way more self aware now that my blood sugars are in check. Um that if I if I'm instantly changing, I'm like, Oh, blood sugar check, you know, I'm like it it's it stinks taking my finger sticks ten times a day. But, you know, when your health insurance doesn't cover certain things, you do what you got to do and make it work. So that's what I'm doing. <laughs> For sure. Sorry, go ahead, Chris.
1: No, I was just going to ask Kayla. Looking back um, from where you sit now, um, did you realize how bad you were feeling before you started your wellness journey?
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, even before, even before like I really started feeling bad for those, like it was about three weeks, I was just feeling terrible. Um, Even before that, just, just a miserable, just being miserable all the time, my high blood sugars constantly, you feel like you just have the flu all day long. I mean, without any symptoms, just the body aches. I mean, it just feels. And then plus being big on top of that, you can't sit comfortably. You know, we were going to the lake. I was trying to water tube, you know, like I was, I don't even want to think about it anyway. <laughs> like there was things I was trying to do as this big person <laughs> that I just, and now I'm like, yes, I want to go do that, you know, but uh, no, it's just, I was miserable. I was miserable all the time.
1: So what would say the old Kayla? Mm.
0: I would like to tell myself, intermittent fasting, BDPY, and keto, like, just do it. (laughs) But, I mean, it is really hard to to think about that. That's something I've thought about every single day. If I could have changed it sooner, what would I have told myself? Yep. Yep. Yeah. And what would I have motivated myself with? Because nothing else had worked at that point, you know, like, would I have listened? Would I have, would I have, lo- I mean, I hope that if I looked, I was able to look at myself and be like, you need to change sooner. And I could see that it would happen. You know, I could see, but seeing is, you know, it's one of those believing, feeling, seeing things. I mean, you know, in my first two weeks I had lost 12 pounds. So that was a big, like, I'm seeing it. Okay. I'm seeing results, you know, regardless of, and, then, and I say my first two weeks, I actually did not weigh in for three weeks because it wasn't about weight loss. So when I finally weighed in, it was on my dad's birthday, September nineteenth, um, and I was like, "All right, we're gonna go ahead and weigh in." That was the day I, I officially like recorded it because I I didn't want it to be about weight loss. So like I said, I don't have all the beginning measurements. I don't, I couldn't, I just didn't do all that. And and I wanted it to just be about the health and and just instantly changing what I was putting in my body and making sure my blood sugars were right. And instantly, when I chose health the weight fell off. I mean, there was not much. I mean, I lost 40 pounds in the first four months. I lost 50 pounds by six months. Um, And then, you know, 102 pounds in a year. And I'm dang near to my weight. Yes, I wasn't as big as some people when they start, but it took me my whole life to get as big as I did. And it only took me a year, 13 months to lose 100 pounds. So it doesn't take near as long as you think. You've got to start somewhere. So start today. (laughs) I mean, that's what I say. Start today. It's never too late. You don't got to start next Monday. Start on a Wednesday at 9 p.m.
2: I, I love yeah. it. And, you know, you you were dealing with, the, you know, the diabetes for all those years and stuff. And you, you said, you know, uh, what about the possible damage that I'd done in the past? And if I, you know, if I could have done it sooner and, you you know, obviously you don't want to go down that negative thinking. But I do think there is something beautiful. I, there's that quote from Vanilla Sky, which I love, uh, that movie. And I'm the only one, I think, who loves that movie, Cameron Crowe. And it was the quote, every passing minute is another chance to turn it all around. And I think there's a beautiful optimism that no matter how long we've gone in that direction or how long we've suffered through that, there is that opportunity to turn it around. And that day where you decided to go all in, you took that chance and you took that opportunity. And no matter how many years you wished you could have, you know, gone back and done it differently, you did, you eventually did. And and I think that's beautiful and it's an optimistic thing to look at and I it's congratulations because there is a lot of people who don't take that opportunity and kind of just suffer with it and kind of just give up and just you and know I, go through the motions and you took hold of it and I think that's incredibly beautiful and inspiring
0: thank you thank you it was about time I thought I just kept telling myself it was about time <laughs> Uh, it's, it's I mean, hard. I think, um, it's hardest to take compliments too. It's hard to, to know, to be like, thank you. You know, like, that's where I want to like turtle shell. Like, I don't know what to say when people compliment about weight loss. Cause it's like, nobody compliments, you know, my grandma, she would be like, Kayla, you're getting a little extra large. That sweater's too tight. But nobody says when you're getting big, no one says, Hey, you're getting a little fat there, but everyone notices when you've lost the weight, you know? So it's like, it's it's a weird thing, and and the worst compliment to me is that whole oh you were beautiful before. Don't get me wrong, I know I was, but man, I never said I was ugly. I just said I was fat, you know. Like don't tell me I didn't <laughs> say I was ugly. Yeah, that that compliment is really if you're listening, don't say that to people. I'm just saying. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> no, that's,
2: it's it's so true, and you know I I completely feel you. I am unable to take a compliment without putting something self deprecating before it. I am just I just it's the most. And I know people mean well. I, I've never felt more cringeworthy than when someone tells me something nice, which says more about me than anything else. <laughs> but I totally understand that. And it's something as you go along the way that, like, you know, you'll get better at and get, you know, things will come more natural and people start telling you things. But it's true. Sometimes a lot of people, when especially when they're complimenting you on weight, they don't realize they're also kind of insulting you at the same time. <laughs>
0: Right. (laughs) It's like, oh, I mean, but I appreciate it. I'm like, I know people are noticing and they're like, and I'm getting those, oh, you don't need to lose any more weight. And I'm like, I really don't want to, you know, I now have my, as far as like health goals, like I feel like I'm, I'm where I need to be on eating. I'm where I need to be on certain things. I know what I need to do to put in my body, but I have fitness goals, you know, and I, even though I've lost, I wish I would have joined, I wish I would have like, realize it was net last year on the the a positively unstoppable challenge it would have been amazing um because that was my big transformation uh for that year but um i still have um fitness goals i still have like body goals that i want to see changes in my body and and things i want to do um so it's going to be crazy because you know like I'm not the type I've, I've always posted with my clothes on, and I've not done that. But I feel like the only way that I'm going to be able to show a change for the Unstoppable Challenge is to do it with my clothes, like with my bra and my shorts or something, because I've lost so much weight that with my clothes I just look smaller. And I'm like, but I still have problem areas I want to fix. So I'm like, oh, my gosh. I told my husband, I'm like, am I going to have to post clothes with, post pictures on my clothes? Like, maybe Do I have to post them on the Facebook thing? Like, I'm nervous. <laughs> Those are things. That's the, that's vulnerability that I have not let my kids. But I've looked at the pictures of myself, and I'm like, man, it's not going to show much change for this challenge if I just post these. Like, it's not going to – I don't feel like I'm going to look much different with the same clothes on. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, no. Oh, yeah, for sure. I for remember. sure, yeah. <laughs> Do you remember, Mike, when Dallas first started all this? And we started the program, and he'd say, "Okay, I want you to take the pictures." And we're like, "No, nah, we're not taking the pictures." And he's like, "No, you're taking the pictures." <laughs> I remember him just being very insistent to take the pictures, and there's a reason why. And it's because when you change and you look back, it it's a different kind of reward. So right. yeah, take the pictures. Do the yeah, pictures.
2: It is. It is- you will, you will, you know. Once you're in a certain place, you'll really, you know, be able to go back and look at it. It really is a, a good thing. I misunderstood the instructions and I took pictures in my <laughs> Chippendale outfit, so I apologize to DDP for sending those texts to him. Caused a little bit of an issue, but no, no, it really does. It does. It's it's a game changer, and you know, it's something everyone's done. You know, it's, and you'll wish you did one of these days because, yep. you know. Yeah, it, it's it's every single person who took those initial pictures where you had to do the shirt off picture and stuff every single person would cringe and Ugh, I can't do that. But <laughs> Trust me. I know. I'm like, yeah,
0: yeah. I've got my ones from a year ago and, and a year ago, I had only lost 40 pounds. I was still decently big, still in the 200s. And I, I look at those and it's so funny because me and my kids look at them now. And my son just laughs. Like, she's like, that's so funny. Look at you, You could even touch your toes, you know, and I'm just like, shut up. But <laughs> it's true. You know, now I'm like, okay, I gotta guess I got to laugh at my past self, but, <laughs> but I mean, it's, I'm now doing that. I'm like, okay, I can do, I got to do some new ones, but I'm not ready this year. So for the positively, I wanted to talk about my challenge and kind of uh, if that was all right. <laughs> um, nope. My information that I want to do there. Like I, I'm not really necessarily going to go off weight. I am going to post my weight. I do still have some work I need to do with my blood sugars. So my, for day one, I'm getting a, an A1C test for my blood sugars. So I'm going to have that dated with a newspaper and I will do my weight and maybe we'll need to lose about ten to twelve pounds, but um, I have goals to lower my A1C, which is for my diabetes. So that's my main goal um, for the challenge, and um, just body goals and fitness goals that I'm going to put in. So I'm really excited uh, to continue with CDPY and do this challenge. maybe um, I don't care if I win. I'm just I'm ready to just to see what else I can do. I know that they're going to be talking about mental changes, and I know I've got blocks in there that I need to work through, which I'm so excited. Um, to get there too. Um, the the losing the weight doesn't stop. The fitness has to continue. I mean, I don't ever want it to stop. People are like, aren't you done? No, never. Will I be done? That's the dumbest question I've ever heard. <laughs> i being nice, but no. <laughs> but I mean, and I will never right. stop BDQI. I mean, that's going to be my, my lifetime.
2: And especially with DDPY, the the uh, workouts are only a, a fraction of it, the mental aspect, the food. And the great thing is when you're looking long-term is, you know, the the, the mantra is there's always some place to go. And mm-hmm. you got to push yourself and find that next place to go and find that next thing that inspires you to keep, you know, taking it to the next level. And, and I appreciate you coming on tonight, and I'm excited to see, you know, where you go with it too. I'd love you to come back and give us an update at some point. And uh, it's an amazing story, and uh, congratulations! It's it's a it's
1: a thank hell of an so accomplishment. Thank you for having me.
2: Oh no, thank you for coming on, and uh, you know I, I hope you come back and see us again. Maybe once the Unstoppable Challenge stuff roll, uh, rolls through, and uh, give us an update on everything that's going on.
0: Yeah, I'd love to. We'll see where we're at in six months.
2: Absolutely.
0: Um, anything you want to, do
2: you want to plug a Facebook page or anything like that? Any kind of group you're in or anything like that? Uh, shout out to anything before we head up?
0: Um, no, not really. I don't <laughs> have a lot that I would plug in, but um, just shout out to my family for supporting me. My town. I live in the best town. There's only about 500 people here, but there's the most supportive place I live. I've ever lived. And um, I love that. I have, uh, the best support system, and I'm grateful for everyone. And um, just the DDPY community alone—that's been the biggest part of it. And um, I just thank y'all, thank everyone, I thank Dallas, I think I love Paige McMahon, Paige Page, whatever. Um, is the best duo there. If anyone's listening well, and you're not doing DDPY yet, you better get started because you're not, you're missing out.
2: Absolutely, I I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for coming on and telling us your story. It is uh, incredible and, and inspiring and huge success. And I'm so glad that, you know, it took a couple of years to get you, get you there. It took a couple of years to kind of figure it out. You figured it out. You found what you wanted. You put the motion and put the effort into it. And uh, you got some amazing results. So I appreciate you coming on and congratulations.
0: Thank you again. Thank you so much. All right. Well, thank you so much, uh, Kayla, Crystal.
1: Do yes. we
2: have a quote of the week? I'm depending on you. I'm, I'm like I'm dragging ass tonight. It's it's rainy. It's cold, and I'm tired. I need a quote to kind of just push me into next week. Just get me there. So give me something good, a good quote of the week to finish things off.
1: You don't want to know how cold it is here, right? Um, so the quote for this week: If you don't start day right at this moment what the hell makes you think you're gonna start tomorrow do it do it now you're worth the effort
2: I love it and uh thank uh the uh the staff of writers you've got chained up in your basement coming up with uh quotes all week long we appreciate them as well they don't get nearly as much credit so all right. Well, thank you so much. We will be back next week. Another episode of DDP Radio Live right here at com. I hope you guys all have a great week. I hope you guys enjoyed Kayla's story inspiring. It's amazing. Definitely check her out once the unstoppable challenge rolls through. And uh I yep. I got I'm, I'm rooting for you. Keep moving forward. Keep doing it. DDPY uh, it really is. It's 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 a game changer. It's a life changer. I can't imagine my life without it. And the stories we get to tell here are are such a you know a staple of what we do here. There's so many success stories, and when you read those testimonies, sometimes your first instinct is to think those aren't real people. Those are just you know yada yada. yada. But we talk to people on the show every week, and uh, real people, real inspiring people who are just putting in the work, putting in the effort, and are getting great results. So we thank you for that. We'll see you guys soon. Don't forget. DDP's podcast with uh, Jake Roberts, the Snake Pit. It covers the wrestling side of things. The, uh, DDP started this podcast uh, uh, in 2010. I can't believe it. We're over five, six hundred episodes. In. I don't even know where we're at now, but we've had you know Jericho and all this stuff talking DDPY, and now we got this awesome outlet where DDP is telling wrestling stories with Jake the Snake. We got the DDPY side of things over here, the Jake the Snake Roberts. Uh, DDP uh, wrestling side of things over there. So you get the complete picture and it's an awesome companion piece uh, for all you ddp people, whether you're a wrestling fan or not. He's an amazing storyteller and the stories are entertaining. So uh, definitely check that out as well. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you guys for tuning in. DDP Radio, we're out. Closing down the Megaplex. Kicked it today, man. That was a great workout, man. The power bomb set up by Page. Oh! I'm the
1: diamond cutter! I don't believe it! Wow. Diamond cutter out of the bomb. We're
2: going home. You've been listening to DDP Radio. Tune in again next week for another edition of DDP Radio with more great guests, inspiration, and news from Diamond Dallas Page and Team DDP Yoga. Keep up all the great work, and most importantly, own your
1: life. This has been Talk Radio.